Hello and welcome to episode 170 of our SAP on Azure video podcast. Today is November 13th and together with Robert and Goran, we are here to talk about anything related to SAP and Microsoft. Hello, everyone. Hi. <clears throat> so over a year ago, we had a very special session with Matthias Klein from SAP and Taka Hoshino from Microsoft on the new database migration option, DMO, for Azure. At that time, we presented a white paper that outlined the steps to simplify the conversion and make DMO to Azure actually happen. We also briefly talked about potential next steps and how all the prerequisite checks and a lot of more things could be included in an almost automated process. Well, today I'm super happy to have Matthias back on our channel to provide us with the latest news on DMO to Azure. Before we hand over to him, as always, Let's quickly take a look at some of the news from this week. And Goran, we have a few um, infrastructure-related topics again. yeah. Small one, but um, still valuable. About Azure NetApp file, GA offers support for two terabyte capacity pool. What does that mean concretely? We had, till now, we had a four, right? Mm -hmm. The thing is, Azure NetApp is a use uh, for database, but also not for database, but also for in high availability scenarios for shared files for SAP. Um, <clears throat> it is very performant, um, uh, but also expensive. So uh, if the customer would use Azure NetApp just for the shared file, they generally need a lower, smaller, smaller capacity. And uh, with this step, basically, we are uh, um, um, reducing the price, reducing Ooh. the price. Um, which, which is a great thing uh, with, with all the standard feature which they would need. Of course, there is always a question, okay, can I even get a bit less? So that, that would be on the next announcement of the public preview of a support for one terabyte. Same story, but just now it's a public preview. Yeah. So that's really so, cool. So for two terabyte, we have GA, general availability, yes. and for one terabyte, we have public preview. So it will... Um, G as well, meaning it's definitely customer will save save the money here, which is a great thing as always, right? With all the features, yeah. Goran, go go I already see we need to invite Reat or Ralph back on the yes, show to give an update on uh, Azure NetApp files again. Definitely, definitely, yeah. I'm thinking of this, yeah. <laughs> Perfect, something for next year. Good. So, so that was a quick um, or very quick um, update, not AI related. I think that's also a new thing for, for looking back at the last few episodes where we had a lot of AI related things. So with this actually, um, maybe, uh, of course, I hope that most of our viewers and listeners saw or listened to the previous episode with you, Matthias, but for the <laughs> ones that, that have not yet. Oh, by the way, I mean, we just reached 6,000 subscribers. So, so um, there, there are definitely more subscribers now to the channel than, than last time. So maybe there are a few of them who don't know you yet. So let's start by um, introducing yourself. Um, Matthias, what, what do you do at SAP? Yeah, so um, I'm now at SA with SAP since 22 years already, so quite a while. And uh, I work in the cloud and lifecycle management department. So this is the department which uh, is dealing with installation, updating, conversion, so all the lifecycle management topics around SAP systems. So this is what we do. And uh, of course, the name cloud also <laughs> implies that we are also doing some cloud business. And <clears throat> so in there, I'm, yeah, I have the 
main topic uh, S4HANA conversion. Mm -hmm. And as of a couple of years already, so not, not as of late, uh, is also the topic migration of the systems to a hyperscaler. And this is where we work together, Holger, you mentioned it, and also with Goran and Taga, where we had this uh, famous project on how to bring systems to Microsoft Azure. And um, yeah, and this is where we come from. So Holger mentioned this technical white paper, which we released. And uh, just for you as a reminder or a, a little recap before that, we only had the database migration option with system move in mm -hmm. the software update manager, which uh, is still available, so it's not gone. Uh, but this means you start the software update manager on the source system, you create an export of your system, so of the source DB to the file system. Then you have to copy everything over to the target system, and there you continue the procedure. So this was or is the DMO with system move, uh, which we always yeah, suggested if you want to do a data center move, then please mm -hmm. use this option. And a lot of Things have changed, and this we talked about. I think it was in January last year, right? When we had this yep, other so. podcast, yes. yeah. <laughs> um, and then we said, okay, things have changed in the conversion procedure, especially with the shadow system not being on the target DB anymore. Instead, it's now created on the HANA um, target DB, not on the source DB. And so we came up with this procedure. And in the meanwhile, we had a couple of pilot customers so we're, because doing it in the lab is fine, right? But, and of course, we always try to get as close to reality in our lab as possible, but everyone knows it. <laughs> it's still a lab. <laughs> <laughs> everyone knows it. And, and so it's yeah. always better to have customers really trying it in their system landscape with their systems. And uh, there we had so yeah, the good news is all of them succeeded. Mm -hmm. So all of them went live. So we didn't find any major issues with the procedure as such. So we just found a little bit here and there, which we could improve a little bit. Uh, and this is what we did. And uh, with the Software Update Manager 2.0 SP17, which was released in March this year, um, we had built in some of these findings and there we said, okay, now we put it into general availability. So everyone can now use this procedure without doing a pilot project with us. Cool. Yeah, this because is that, so yeah, the background. That was one of the, the big um, uh, uh, messages that we had. So if you are interested in doing DMO to Azure, then reach out to to, to us, to SAP. Uh, there, there was even, I think, an exactly. SAP note that documented to yeah. really, if you are interested exactly. in, then work with SAP. And now it's mm -hmm. cool. So, so since March, this is really GA. So, so customers can just use it without any um, yeah. SAP, direct SAP involvement. Exactly. And uh, so, so this is the, uh, and the procedure, is now called DMOVE to S4 because you know we at SAP we love abbreviations. Uh, usually we try to stick to three letter abbreviations that didn't manage to <laughs> work out in this case. <laughs> so it got a little bit longer. Uh, but somehow we, um, uh, I think it was the idea of Boris Rubert, kudos to him. If he watches the podcast, <laughs> he came up with this name. So uh, 
I think it's a nice idea to say it's a database migration option and you do a move in the same step and also you do the conversion to S4. So he all mm -hmm. managed to get all into this <laughs> demove to S4. <laughs> okay, uh, so this is how it's called <clears throat> now. And then we have another thing also, uh, which is, I don't know when that came out, uh, that is this production-ready deployment of S4HANA yes. systems on Azure. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is also quite interesting thing because you can uh, provision S4HANA systems also with a high availability setup with Pacemaker, um, HANA system replication, <clears throat> whatsoever, according to, and that's also important, according to the reference architecture by SAP and Microsoft. Mm -hmm. So, um, which is a nice thing too. So you can install those systems for Greenfield approach into Azure with just like that. And now I'm trying to close the loop. <laughs> but but let, why let, we, maybe before you yeah. quickly go there, because I think <laughs> yeah. um, the, the, the work that we did with the Cal team, with the Cloud Appliance Library team there, um, th there's really a, a really cool, amazing team behind the, the Cal. Yeah. So, um, there's there's a fantastic team working on that. Um, they they are absolutely motivated, and and we had so good sessions with them. And they, I think this was really a fantastic teamwork with with a lot of back and forth. Um, and and when they then released this production ready deployment on Azure, that, that was really cool. I mean, it's I'm, I'm I have always been a huge fan of the cloud appliance library just to yeah. to quickly get a sandbox system up and running in Azure and stuff like that. But um, then now that you have the capability to really deploy a productive ready system that, that is really, as you said, um, following the, the the best practices from, from SAP and Microsoft, that was mm. really cool to see. Yeah, exactly. And so now we said, why not put we all those pieces together and uh, try to make this D move to S4 or this, um, uh, we, we mentioned that also the last time, this Gotti procedure, which we called it uh, the project <laughs> name. Um, why not at least automate as much as possible mm -hmm. of this procedure to make it as easy as possible for our customers? And well, this is where we are now. And this, this is the news and this is why I'm here. Um, so, and then I think we can already go to the video or let me just see my notes if I also want to share something. Yeah, I think it would be then good to go to the demo to see how it works. Maybe while you do this, um, if we if we look at the white paper, I think there, I mean, a lot of knowledge basically went into the white paper. And, and I think there were a few things um where we really focused on there were a lot of prerequisites steps that uh, that we said look you you need to make sure that the latency between your on-premise system and azure mm -hmm. is fine and, and we did a lot of measurements there and 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 came to a lot of conclusions that was one thing i think the other thing was also um uh you in in order to do this deployment with dmo um to azure as you said you install this the the zoom the software update manager, I was just looking for the name, um, in, in Azure. And, and that's also a manual installation process. So, so there are a lot of things that um, where, as you said, with Cal potentially, we have bits and pieces in place. And um, yeah, mm -hmm. now, now, now let's see what, what you have done. 
Um, yeah, maybe b b before I uh, show it, uh, just briefly the benefits mm -hmm. of the move to S4, because you also, um, uh, I think we should mention that it had, has also a couple of benefits compared to the D DMO with system move. Mm -hmm. um, for example, you only need one some instance running, so you don't have two systems where you then have to move the software mm -hmm. update manager. That's one of the benefits. We don't do the export import via the file system, which is important because this saves time. Mm -hmm. uh, we do it in parallel. Uh, so we use the standard database migration option feature of the software update manager. This is a benefit because by using the standard DMO feature of the software update manager, we can also use the downtime optimized yeah. features of the software update manager. Yeah. So we can use downtime optimized um, DMO. We can also use the downtime optimized conversion. And this means that even customers with larger systems where we all know it, business downtime is always mm -hmm. precious. We've, we, Yep. can offer them a way yep. to do the migration by using those options. And yeah, that's but really these are the thing. few benefits which you offer in one shot, you know. So, you know, moving to Azure, it's one thing, a big thing. Moving to S4, it's another thing, typically second stuff, you know. Yep. And plus downtime optimization mm -hmm. is the third thing. So basically, mm -hmm. With, with the Scotty, what we were doing is actually you do it on the fly, everything in one shot, so to say, which is yes, great. in one single business downtime. Yes. Yeah. With the at that time, you need to provision or pre-provision the target on the target system something mm -hmm. many maybe manually, and now comes the beef. <laughs> now comes the beef. <laughs> okay, so these are the benefits of the procedure, and why you may want to use it. And uh, now let's take a look at the procedure. And now you may wonder why the hell is this guy showing the maintenance plan? And we were just talking about the Cloud Appliance Library. Well, bear with me, <laughs> because the journey already starts here. At least if you want, you can start in the maintenance planner. So, uh, if you know the maintenance planner, this is where you start with your conversion. We have this tile plan for S4HANA. So you click on that and here we already have the first new thing. And you can see here, you, of course, you can plan for an installation greenfield of an S4HANA system or here the brownfield conversion thing, right? There we have the manual conversion, which is the standard on-prem conversion as you know it. And here we have this new option in the maintenance planner saying conversion using SAP Cloud Appliance Library. So direct, directly here in the maintenance planner, I can start with the procedure and, and say, I want to migrate to Azure, my system to Azure, my ERP system. So that's yeah. the first important <clears throat> thing. And now the rest of the planning process in the main and maintenance planner is exactly the same as for the standard on-premise conversion. So mm -hmm. you select your systems, you select the S4HANA target release and the feature pack stack you want. You select the Fiori front-end server. Also, this is the same. You move on uh, with the planning, define the change, 
you confirm that you want to go to the HANA database, of course, there is no other option for S4HANA. Mm -hmm. You select also the OSDB files and so on. And you come to the end. And here we also have now a difference uh, for those who are familiar with the planning process. We'll see that there is no push to download basket button anymore mm -hmm, if mm -hmm. you plan for the cloud appliance library because there is no need that you download the stack files because we will do it for you oh cool. so this is the first difference right okay. so you you cannot you cannot you cannot download it because you don't have to you don't need it, to it just yeah, you don't yeah, need to, yeah. yeah. It, it just doesn't make sense that you download the files okay and instead we have this new option here uh, saying continue with conversion mm -hmm. and if you now click on this button we will bring you directly to your sub a cl a cloud appliance library bam and there you will see this screen, which mm -hmm. says DMO to Azure or DMove to S4, right? I mentioned that already. So convert your SAP ERP on-premise system to SAP S4 HANA in Microsoft Azure using those two available options. Mm -hmm. We already talked about DMO with system move. Also, this is possible. You can also do uh, choose this option, but you can see that the D move to S4 is the recommended way because we think it's the better way and because of all the benefits we already discussed, okay? Mm -hmm. And now mm. you say, okay, I want to use this D move to S4. So you click this button, run DMO to Azure. This is what we will do now. And here I stop for a moment and here, I select the target version, uh, the S4HANA target release and the feature pack stack. And then I can pick the maintenance planner transaction, which I just created. Mm -hmm. So, that, so there's uh, now the connectivity between maintenance planner and exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because of course I could have more than one maintenance planner mm -hmm. transaction mm -hmm. for different systems. So here I have to say for which system I want to do uh, the conversion and the migration to Azure. And then I move on. Then here I select the Azure subscription. Usually you already have that configured mm -hmm. in your cloud appliance library here in accounts. But of course, um, you could also create a new account here if, if you want to, but I mm -hmm. guess most of the time you already have that. Then you can pick uh, the region where you would want to deploy the system to. And uh, those networks here, like the transition network and the shared services network workload and so on, these are the things which are described in the guide for the production ready deployment. So, because we will use that to set up and the target Which makes system. sense. I mean, this is this is so the, the foundational part basically on Azure, in in which you want to deploy your um, mm -hmm. your your SAP systems in. So so this is pre-configured basically, and now you just select the um, the, the the networks. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I mean, if you already did the greenfield, uh, so the production-ready greenfield deployment, then <clears throat> those 
screens should look familiar, yeah. right? Yeah. And so this is pretty much the same. So I select all the, the networks I want to use here, fill everything in, like shared network, workload, and the DNS configuration. I move on in the procedure. And of course, we need some passwords now. Um, and here you can also see that we also need some directories like um, the SAP mount directory, mm -hmm. the transport directory. Um, because what we do for uh, this dmove to S4 is that we going to install an additional application server in Azure, which will extend the on-premise system into the Azure world, so to say. And of course, for that to be able to install an additional application server, you also mentioned it, Holger, there are certain prerequisites to do that. And one of these prerequisites is that we have to transport uh, to mount those directories into the system on Azure so that we can install this additional application server. And therefore, we also need, like for the host agent, the password and the SID ADM password. Um, of the source system. Okay, um, then you get a little review of what will be done. And here it says start pre-checks. And Holger, you mentioned it. There yeah. are a couple of things you have to keep in mind if you want to use the dmove to S4 procedure. That's like, am I able to access the shared directories from the source system, for example? Can can I uh, do? Is the port to the SAP control of the source system open because the software update manager is going to stop mm -hmm. the system during the procedure? So we also have need access to NQ server, message server port, and so on. So there are a couple of requirements, and we also have defined these requirements in this technical white paper. So. Everything in this technical white paper is still valid. And so if you want to do this procedure here, it's still a good idea to look into this technical white paper to see what are the prerequisites and what do I need to do uh, in, in my network setup to make it possible. So this is still valid. But what's now new is that we check if really everything is fine. And we also have the recommendation in uh, in our technical white paper that you should have at least a bandwidth of 400 megabit per seconds uh, and the latency best case below 20 milliseconds. And we all, we check all of that wow. for you. <clears throat> That's great. So, That's so nice. You see there's a, now it's saying here, checking prerequisites. And it also says this may take a little while because we set up special system for that which executes those tests and now when the test has finished you can see like for example here so for example can i access the profile of the source <coughs> system uh, um, what about certain ports we also check like i said the bandwidth we check the latency if everything does not work out here don't worry, um, you can retry these checks. So you can say, okay, let me fix it and then run the checks again. Uh, so you, you can do it more than one time, so to say. And when everything is fine, so everything is green, like in that case here in, the, in this video, uh, 
you can then just move on with the procedure. And you see that here above with the button continue with DMO. Mm -hmm. And here I also have now to select like, um, okay, the region again, uh, then do you want a high availability setup or not? Like for development system, you usually don't want uh, HA environment, but for your production system, for sure. And then you also select the operating system. And in this, in this case, it's uh, HANA system replication. You can define the SID of the HANA DB and all the other parameters um, for the deployment. Then we have here, ABAP central services instance with NQ replication server. The, uh, up, and this is again like the standard greenfield procedure we have with this production ready installation because basically this is what we do. We install this target as for HANA system for you. And so you can also do the sizing here, how many additional application server instances you want. You can also enter the subs you may require to run your workload. So, so Matthias, just there, that's very interesting. So how you do the sizing or calculate the sizing or calculate the subs needed for the sizing of the target system? Uh, in this automatical. Yeah, we, we do have sizing reports which help you. So you, of course you have to uh, define the scenarios, what are, which function modules are you using in, a, in your ERP system? Um, how many business users do you have? And, and, and so on. Usually uh, the customers are familiar with that. And of course they already have an SAP system running. So maybe they already know the subs they had for their on-premise system. But of course, you may have to do a, a new sizing or for DS for HANA system. But there are reports available to do that okay. or okay. tools. So then I move on and oh, also no, web dispatcher. Mm -hmm. yeah, not, 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 not yet. So <clears throat> this is now the web dispatcher and the technical communication user. Uh, provided and then we say review we see a summary of all the details we have entered and then again we say continue with DMO and what now happens this is what um, I used to do when I uh, yeah when I was a consultant back then <laughs> in installing systems uh, for the customer this now happens automatically and the nice thing is, especially setting up those high availability systems, this is quite a lot of work usually. Uh, and here it may take like four to five hours and then everything is installed, including the pacemaker <clears throat> with everything. It's, you get an email when, it's, when it is done. And uh, so, you know, you can go on with the procedure. So here it says deploying. You can also then click on it and you see what's currently happening. And you can also see here like download SAP installation files. So we also uh, download the files which are needed to install the additional application server. And what we see here is now a part of the installation of the additional application server 
because here is uh, information required about uh, the source system was using an um, SAP ASE database. And uh, now it asks, okay, which version do you have? And mm -hmm. obviously the software provisioning manager was not able to detect that. So you just say, okay, it's that one, and then you continue. But other than that, you see that you don't see anything from the software provisioning manager. So basically everything is happening in the background and is done for you. And now we're at a point where it says, okay, I install everything. And now comes a conversion step, conversion with the software update manager. Mm -hmm. This means, just to re recap, <laughs> recap what happened, right? <laughs> okay, we installed your S4HANA target system with HANA database, with HANA system replication. Um, we did the installation of the additional application server for you. Um, we downloaded the stack files from the maintenance planner. Mm -hmm. We downloaded the software update manager. We put everything on this additional application server, we extracted the software update manager. We configured the host agent to be able to start the software update manager. And this means basically you are now ready to start a software update manager. Cool. Yeah. 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 Oh. And this is what we do when I say now, okay, convert with software update manager, this button here above. I click on it. And now, I get the software update manager as you know it. So, and now at mm -hmm. this point, this is really basically like running the conversion on your on-premise system. But, but okay. this is the software update manager that runs on Azure already. Exactly. This software update manager is now running on the additional application server, mm -hmm. which is running on Azure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so you hear you say standard conversion, and uh, now this was, of course, we skipped all the software update manager related parts because they are, like I said, pretty much the same. There's only one thing which we maybe a good idea could add to this video. This is where you say that the software update manager should also move the ABAP central services instance to mm -hmm. this system where the software update manager is running on. Mm -hmm. So, and by that, we are also moving the ABAP Central Services instance from on-premise to Azure, which means basically that at the end of the Zoom procedure, your system has been moved from on-premise to Microsoft Azure. And we did the conversion mm -hmm. to S4HANA in the very same step. Um, <coughs> And there we are almost at the end of the well, video. I already uh, like it. You don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing you see here is that there is now a button saying confirm conversion. Uh, why is that? Because when the software update manager says, okay, I'm done with my part of the conversion, uh, the conversion is not completely done. If you're familiar with the S4HANA conversion, you know that the finance and the material ledger migration has to be done uh, in a separate step uh, in, in directly in the system. And of course, this is uh, now you can log on to the system as you would expect. Um, and uh, you can then go on with these activities there. And if you have done everything 
which is mentioned in the conversion guide, what you have to do, right? Also after the software update manager has finished, then you can say, okay, I'm now completely done. And this means we uh, then throw away this additional application server mm -hmm. because it's not needed anymore. And then you just have this S4HANA target system already with high availability set up if you want it like that. And that's it. And this is, of course, a very nice thing because if we compare this with the white paper we wrote, right? There you ended up just with a one ABAP application server running on Azure. So if I then would like to have a high availability system, I would to have to build it afterwards, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which of course means additional effort. And so just to show you that this really saves you a lot of work. And I would say it's, yeah, can't make it any easier than that. <laughs> you, can, you can, I mean, that, that's end to end. It's really end to end. I mean, connect to a, a source system on-premise, connect to Azure, and then you click, 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 click. It will do all the pre-checks, pre deploy the infra, deploy the SAP, do the migration. That's it. I yeah. mean, it's um, music to my ears. <laughs> and basically, I mean, they, they are uh, the, the consultants who are already familiar with the tools like Carl, like the SUM, will actually get already familiar screens. Right. Exactly. Meaning the life would be also easier for them, but you just basically wrap it in one UI in an end-to-end -end manner. I mean, that's great. <laughs> yeah. And um, so, uh, Holger, because you mentioned the, the nice colleagues from Cal, right? <laughs> I worked closely together with them. I tested the whole procedure. Um, with high availability setup, without, with DMO, with system move or demove to S4. And uh, it really works nice. And this is also the reason why this is now also available for customers. And this is this wow. is really, really fantastic. Um, and I think here, I mean, Ivanka, Stanimir, I, I think they, they did yeah. really an amazing job there. And it was great to see all of this coming together. And, and and as you said, I think it's it's really a nice end-to-end -end story. So and and we all know there are lots and lots of customers that are on their conversion story now that that um, are in the process or are starting to convert their ECC systems um, uh, to S4HANA to to really uh, go to the uh, latest releases. And with this, they have a very easy end-to-end -end step um, process to do this. And and. I mean, yes, it was a video, but I think the main reason why it is a video is because there there are some lengthy processes in between, which, which exactly cut yeah. out. But we saw <laughs> yeah. how easy it is and how it, it's really a nice guided um, process that that helps you to to get to your, to your S4 HANA system on Azure. So it's really nice. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, it's it's quite nice. <laughs> uh, and uh, this is also maybe. Uh, something if a, if a customer wants to try out the conversion um, to just to play around a little bit mm -hmm. right and, and you don't want to buy your own hana hardware yet or whatever mm -hmm. then, then this is also a way where you could yeah. start and say okay now we just take a sandbox system uh, and try it out uh, to see how 
our system behaves, what do we have to do to get familiar with the whole conversion procedure yeah. without the need to investing in additional hardware. Yeah. No, I agree. And and especially if, if you just, as you said, if you just want to get maybe a very first glance, how easy is it to migrate my system or how does the result look like? Um, and, and here you just run through the wizard, you, you do the deployment. And as you said, maybe then you test for a day and then you say, okay, that's nice. Um, uh, let, let's delete everything. Let's de delete the resource groups again, and then start over or whatever. So, so this, exactly. this brings a lot of flexibility. Matthias, I, I think you also said you are in the process of publishing a blog post um, that talks exactly about it's this. Exactly, or already written. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, as we do the recording here, it's currently in the review process. So I guess it, I. It will be, I hope it will be online by next week. Um, I will share the link with you, Holger, and then yep. you can put it to the show notes. Uh, and also in this uh, SEN blog, you will also find, of course, more links to additional material, like to the technical white paper we mentioned here already a mm -hmm. dozen of times, um, but also to a blog post from Bettina Knaus about this production-ready deployment with Cloud Appliance Library, a blog post Perfect. by Boris Robert <laughs> about the D-Move to S4 feature, which came with um, SP17 of the Software Update Manager, and also a link to the SAP Help Portal, where you can find more information about this CAL Perfect. conversion so procedure. That would be then what officially supported procedure or how will be the status of this offering? Sure. Yes. At least. No. I, I, no I'm not aware of anything else. Yeah. Constraints I, I, or limits. Not not that I'm aware of. I hope I'm okay. not getting bashed by uh, Ivanka <laughs> or Stanimir now, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not aware of any restrictions currently. So Okay. Perfect. Cool. Excellent. Cool. Well, Matthias, thank you so much for this update. Um, I, I, I really like also um, the timeline when we look back how we started, how we started with Project Scotty, how we wrote the, the white paper and now these, yeah. these results here. I think this is a, a beautiful uh, sign of the collaboration that we have between SAP and Microsoft. So I think this is also a really nice story. Yeah. And, and who knows, Matthias, maybe in a year from now, let's see. If we can invite you back and maybe then you have some <laughs> other really cool things yeah. that build on top of that. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Okay. Cool. Well, then, thank you so much, everyone. And see you again um, next week. Thank you bye -bye. for having me. Thank, thank you. Bye-bye.